You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 355. This whole business comes down to having quality conversations with distressed property owners. Do you want to buy it? Do you want to wait for it? Or do you want to earn it? This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Welcome back to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. It is your host, Brent Daniels. And let's be honest, there's only three ways to get a wholesale deal. Only three ways. Did you know that? I know a lot of you guys that have been listening to this podcast know this. I know my guest on the podcast knows this, but I'll break it down real quick for you. There's three ways to get a deal, a wholesale deal. Okay. And wholesaling, all, if you take away the word wholesaling, all it means is that you source a real estate opportunity. That's all wholesaling is. You're sourcing real estate opportunities. And when you can do that, you have the power to fix and flip, to develop, to wholesale, to keep for yourself. There are so many options, but there's three ways to get them. Okay. You can buy the deals, right? You can buy it through marketing and advertising. On this podcast, you hear a lot of people that are very successful with direct mail or pay-per-click or bandit signs. That's a way to buy your deals. Two, you can wait for deals by getting referrals, right? You can be the guy or gal in your area, in your market that people send deals to because they know that you get them done right? But it takes a lot of time. And remember, when you're buying deals, number one, the first one going back a second, you need to have a budget. So take that into account. Number two, you have to wait for those deals. So they're not as consistent. Or you could go with number three, which obviously I am going to just shout from the rooftops as the best way to build your business, to build your wholesaling business, to build your sourcing deals business is to be proactive and reach out to distressed property owners Every single day, right? Every single day, have a quality conversation with a distressed property owner that you control the schedule of when you speak to them. It is absolutely beautiful. And a beautiful way, a beautiful way to encapsulate that or or give an example of that is this interview that I'm going to do on the podcast today. I'm very excited. If you want to see this interview, make sure you go to Brent Daniels Real Estate on YouTube. It's on there. But It is my pleasure to introduce from North Carolina, from Charlotte, North Carolina, TJ Cotton. TJ, say hello. Hey, what's going on, Brent? Glad to be here. I'm excited for you to be here as well. I mean, North Carolina is fantastic, right? It is just a fantastic market for our state. But like the markets in the state are fantastic. I've got a lot of people that that just give me a lot of positive, positive experiences with wholesaling in North Carolina. But you're not originally from North Carolina. Is that right? No, I'm from Atlanta. So Charlotte's kind of um, like a few years behind what Atlanta is now. So it's exciting to see. I know how big Atlanta is and I'm excited to be in in Charlotte right now. That's awesome. How long have you been in the real estate business? I failed at buying a fix and flip a couple of years ago and I bought a duplex and I'm and I'm living in it and house hacking it right now about a year ago. So and started wholesaling. Uh, about a month ago. One month ago. 
one uh, yeah, month, month ago. Month, month and, and, a half. and we're already and you've already gotten a deal. This is incredible. This is incredible for everybody out there that's considering starting this business. Now, what I will say is truly, like for me, it took me four months to get my first deal. It took one of the top guys in in my market, the one of the best phone prospectors, Luke Rotfold, five months to get a deal. But TJ here got on and just, bam, just grabbed a deal in his first month. And, and we'll break that all down. But what is your background? How did you get into real estate? So I am a car salesman um, or was a car salesman and work long hours, 60, 70 hours a week. And it's, it's tiring. But somebody came in and they um, were telling me a little bit about um, real estate. And I looked into it and the investing side just kind of went into a, a rabbit hole and down, down, down you go. It's um, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. So it's really interesting because, you know, I just bought a new truck. And when I was there, the sales guys there, they were all about wholesaling real estate. They were like, this business is great, but it is like, it just eats your soul up. I can't do it. And the hours are so long. I have to always be hustling and doing things like, tell me more about wholesaling. Is that how it happened? Like somebody in there was like, hey, you know, I'm doing this now, or are they like, hey, did you have you heard about wholesaling real estate? Yeah, so I um I just kind of looked at every um avenue in real estate investing. And as a as a salesperson, wholesaling and being proactive was just kind of it spoke to me. Yeah. It was just a natural fit for me. So I love it. So why why not this is interesting because I, I find this really interesting now is there's so many different things that people are hot on, right? They're like, oh, I'm gonna do C B D oil or oh, I'm gonna do cryptocurrency or oh, I'm gonna yeah. do drop shipping or I'm gonna do all these things. How did you find I mean, have you always had like the real estate passion, the bug, the you know, like did you read a book? Did somebody turn you on? Do you have a family member that kind of brought you into this? No, not at all. I, I kind of find it through, just through the guy. He was. He told me he was doing some investing and looked into it. The more and more you read, the more and more you research, the more and more it really makes sense. It's tangible. It's something that's that's real. And you can so, start. You can start very quickly without a ton of overhead. Yeah, like in a month. Yeah. So you were working. <laughs> so yeah, in a month. So you were working. Are you are you still working there? No, no. I went all in. Went all in. So tell me about that. So did you go all in like day one or did you go all in after you close a deal or what, like after you started, you knew that you got a good pipeline of leads? Like, tell me, because this is, this is a question, TJ, I get all the time. Like, should I quit what I'm, what I'm doing now to start this business? My answer typically is, listen, unless you got six months reserves, like to cover all your costs and expenses, then stay in that job and make this your your side business, right? Like build it up, get enough uh, momentum behind you so that you know you're going to commit to it and be successful at it. So yeah, absolutely. So I am lucky enough to have a. It was a pretty decent paying job and and saved up quite a bit. Awesome. Yeah, and, how, how and I took out. You, how important do you think that is? Massively. I mean, if you're out there and you're thinking about how you're going to survive as opposed to trying to figure out the best way to build your business, you're going to really hurt yourself. So I think that absolutely you should have at least six months of, of reserves set up. So I, I um, had that and my daughter one day, so I was working six days a week. My daughter one day told me that she had a dream and I wasn't in the dream and that kind of hurt me. So I said, all right, it's time. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get off on our own. 
Oh, absolutely. Well, and, and those hours, I mean, it's just absolutely crazy how much and, and it's fluid and you never know when you're going to be done, when you got to be there. I mean, crazy. So you saved up a ton, which I think is hugely yep. important. But I think I think a really important factor to if you're watching or listening to this is, yes, have your six months reserves, but act like you have no money. Like literally act like you're completely broke. Like you got to start like going out of the gates fast. Because if you think six months doesn't go quick, it goes real quick, okay? And if you're not taking action right now and getting those leads into your pipeline, getting opportunities to meet with distressed property owners, to go over there to see if there are problems that you can solve in your community, it's going to end and you're right back to that job and you're like, this didn't work. And you stay in that rut and then you find something else or, you know, it's just a, it's a constant like back and forth of going after your passions and like, oh, no, it didn't work to back to your nine to five. So, you know, it's really important that if you build up that reserves, build up those reserves, but act like you have nothing. Start every day at zero for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So then what happens? So you get into wholesaling and then how do you how do you start getting deals? First, I called you. I, I knew that I knew that I needed somebody to kind of guide me. You know, it's it, it's really easy to go out there and try to to figure it out all on your own. But there's just a lot of like wasted energy and time is money if you only have six months to figure it out. Like yourself, I don't know if um, that five months would have been five months if you had somebody saying, "Hey, X, Y, and Z is what you do every single yeah. day." So that helped a ton and you know, going through everything and you really explained, you know, these are what distressed property owners are. This is what you want to look for. So I just started to compile a list of distressed property owners and skip tracing is pretty easy. You just put it into a system and it spits your numbers out and you just start calling people and you get somebody on the phone and I got uh, Tina, Tina, on the on the phone and it it worked out really well. She told me she usually hangs up on everybody, but she she connected with me. So it was Incredible. it was really big. So we talk about lists, right? In the TTP yeah. program, we break down the top list and we keep that updated on what are the best lists to go after. So which list did you did you find this deal from? This was tax delinquent. Love it. Yeah. Love it. So this is somebody that they're behind on their property taxes. Um, This isn't like income taxes. This is (laughs) every property in America has is taxed. I mean, it's like we own the house, but technically the, the, the government owns the land. You know what I mean? We have the rights to do certain things, but we get taxed on land. And so if you don't pay your property taxes, it's a good indication that there's something going on there. So you said her name was Tina. Tell me about Tina. What was, what was her, what was her motivation? What was her problem so, that you were going to solve besides being delinquent on taxes? Because that's just a symptom, right? What was the real? So I um, I reached out for Odell, her husband, and her husband had been deceased for 10 years. Okay. So so she picks up the phone. She says, Odell's not here. Odell's been deceased for 10 years. You know, and that's never a conversation that you want to start that way. So I talked to her and I just apologized profusely. And I'm sorry. I didn't know. And she says, that's okay. And I just talked to her. I said, hey, what's going on? How are you? Try to get to know her a little bit. And long story short, with the property, the front of it has the living room that you walk in and then the kitchen. And then in the back, there's this back room. 
and the backyard. It's a really nice backyard, but she doesn't go in the back half of the house because that was her deceased husband's area. Mm -hmm. So she was only using part of it. She did have some other tax issues as well. She was um, behind on her mortgage as well. So we kind of helped with the entire uh, process, but she opened up to me because I was there for her and and there trying to help her, not Mm -hmm. trying to buy her house. Also what you're trying to do, but the biggest takeaway from it was absolutely helping her. It was awesome. So what does that mean, helping her? Are you just talking like you're a good communicator and you're listening to her while she's talking? Is it like she's saying that, you know, there's certain things that she needs help with, like moving or finding a new place or, um, you know, boxing up or throwing out stuff? Like there's a lot of things that go into like really there to help her out. You know, what what does that mean specifically in this? Because I think it's important to understand that when you go in with that servant's heart, with that servant's mindset that you're going to go and and help her, it it always works out. It's like, oh, my gosh, like it really, really that's that that's the secret sauce. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I was talking this weekend about that specifically, the secret sauce. I think that is what it is. But communication was key. Um, listening to her and being an active listener. Mm-hmm. So actually taking what she's saying and being able to respond to what she's saying and not just, um, okay, or yes, that sounds good. Or, you know, it was, it was trying to understand her situation because there was a lot of layers to it. It wasn't just one thing. It was uh, multiple things for her that um, I could help with. She was back on her taxes. She owed in, um, the IRS, she was back on her mortgage. She just felt like she didn't have anywhere to go. So letting her know that there is a way out and with that, you can take a little bit of money away from this as well is obviously something that keys people in as well. So love it. um, It's all of it. And so she lived there. She lived there. And so where did she she just had somewhere else that she can move because that's that comes up a lot with owner occupied properties, especially if they're older or especially if they've owned it for a long time. The issue is, well, I don't have anywhere I can move. Like I, I want to sell this property. I'm behind. I need to sell it. Like I, but I just don't know where I'm going to go. So I've got some thoughts, but I want to hear your thoughts on it. She found a place, and it was. I had the same questions. I I actually asked you about this. So mm-hmm. uh, what do I do? And you said, you know, she will find a place. So um, <laughs> that's, that's the answer. It's so funny that you mentioned that, but because it, it really does. Like, if they're really were um, ready, if they're really uh, wanted to sell at this point, they made the decision to sell. They will find somewhere. They'll live somewhere with somebody they know for a little while. They'll go rent something. They find a pl- people find places. It's crazy. It's not like they just go out on the streets. So that's hilarious that you're. <laughs> <laughs> you did. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was actually the day of closing. She, she got the, um, the place and, and it worked out usually does work out is what I'm finding. Yeah. Love it. So, so did this property need a lot of work? I mean, was it dated? Did it need a lot of like, you know, really fundamental repairs like the roof and the, the kitchen and bathrooms and flooring and, you know? Oh yeah. It was not up to date. It was a nice brick ranch home. It was a three, one and a half, three bed, one and a half bath. And it was just all kind of outdated, just an older home. You know, the green shag carpet in the front room, the kitchen was small. So there, 
the end buyer is going to do whatever they need to to open it up or update it or whatever. Yeah. Um, but nothing structural, nothing major. There was a, a leak in the in the roof, but the roof would have been replaced three years ago. So it was an area of the, loop, the roof. It wasn't the whole roof. Yeah. So that was and, it. And, and by the way, I don't think we mentioned this. This was a cold call. Absolutely. I mean, you just picked up the phone. You just dialed in. I assume you used a dialer. Yep. Yep. Mojo dialer. So, so you put in your, your lists, you pressed go, and it connected you with Tina. And then all of a sudden, you're having an appointment and understanding your problems and solving your problems from a phone call. Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> it's absolutely nuts. Yeah. 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 It's amazing it's, what it's, happens when you're when you're out there, when you're proactive and you have that servant's heart. What happens when you go out? And this is, I mean, how many days of calling were you? Um, so I put some stuff up in my um you say make like a like a little cold calling center. Cockpit. Yeah. So, yeah, cockpit. So I've so I've made my cockpit and I put up there, I said, I have a contract by the twenty first, and I actually I got it signed on the 21st, which was crazy. I, I thought I, I put the 20th, but it was actually the 21st. And I, I think I was 21 days in before I got the contract signed. So maybe 15 days of cold calling. Mm-hmm. I love um, it. And in that yeah. time, were you getting other leads? Maybe not ones that were like ready to go right now, but do you have pipeline that you're building up? I did. So I started in a smaller area where I found out that more people were moving out than were moving in. So I just readjusted. I realized that the buyer's market wasn't going to be as large there. So I just refocused. And I hear a lot about people saying they want to go to smaller markets instead of larger markets. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't, for me, I don't think that that's the right move. I think it's smarter to go into the larger market. Where the cash uh, buyers are. Exactly. Exactly. So um, I did, you know, seven, eight days of that and then switched over to the Charlotte market. And yeah, it was just rocking and rolling and just calling. I love it. I love it. That's how simple this business is. Really, you know, and it goes back to what I started this podcast at. You need to look at your business and you need to decide, do you want to buy these quality conversations? This whole business comes down to having quality conversations with distressed property owners. Do you want to buy it? Do you want to wait for it? Or do you want to earn it? Have the self-awareness. If you know that you're never going to be able to pick up a phone and call a stranger, I totally understand. Listen, there's a lot of people like that, you know, but if you're one of those crazy people that are proactive and you don't have a huge budget, but you want to be in this business and you don't want to eat up all your savings on marketing, then this is a, you, you got to be proactive. Just pick up the phone, talk to people or go out and door knock or, or do something that's proactive every single day so that you can have those quality conversations with a minimal budget. It is so key. I mean, really, the TTP program cost aside to set up your dialer, the phone number, getting the phone numbers. Who do you use for skip tracing? Uh, batch, batch, skip tracing. batch, skip tracing dot com. OK, and. And that's it. And you. So, I mean, what was your total budget into this, you know, into month one? Month one, setting everything up was, I, I probably had 4,000 leads that I had skip trace. So, mm-hmm. so that's, maybe $2,500 total. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Well, and with batch skip tracing, you could get it at 18 cents with the TTP code. And technically, don't tell anybody, but probably 15 cents. Go ahead, guys. Use it. So that would be if you got four thousand skip trace, that's six hundred dollars plus the dialers, yep. one hundred and fifty, so seven hundred fifty bucks 
truly you could get going with it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I had some other things that were helping me out as well. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah, Love you can it. do it very, very, very inexpensive. So let's get to the nitty gritty in this, TJ. Like, what'd you buy it for? What'd you sell it for? And what'd you earn? Okay. So when I called her, we spoke a little bit. She had no idea what she wanted to sell it for. Actually, you know, didn't get the appointment that day. She said she needed to talk to her daughter, called me back. Oh, so that was um, Thursday. She called me back Monday morning um, and said, my daughter said I can sell it. And we talked about it a little bit. I said, we're usually buying houses in the area for around $100,000 and went out there. And there were a few things that were going on with the house that I didn't understand in the conversation. She told me about them, but I didn't know how bad they were. So cracked windows, a couple of things. So I just talked to her and said, hey, uh, with all this, we feel comfortable at being at 95000 And she said she agreed. So locked it up for ninety five, put it out at one thirty, and closed at one twenty. Oh, so what'd you net? What was it? Did you assign it? Was it assignment? Was I it- did. Okay. I assigned it. I assigned it. And assigning it's really easy. Even if you're making more than five or $10,000, just prep your buyers. Hey, I'm making money. I'm here in this. You're buying it or somebody else's, right? Yeah. So, I, neg- I negotiated this. I followed up with that. I did whatever. You know, I did all the legwork. Like I really negotiated this hard. I'm telling you, this is going to be a big spread. If that bothers you, then pass on this one. You can get the next one. But if this is, if this is a deal at this price, then let me know, right? No problem. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I mean, I've done that up to like $65,000 on an assignment. You know what I mean? Like, come yeah. on, let's go. So, so what'd you net on it? 25 grand. <laughs> That's awesome. $25,000 from a call in your first 30 days. So start to finish, give me the breakdown. So when, when did you start um, making calls and when did you get that, that, when did you deposit that money into your checking account? So I started making calls September 30th. So last day of September, put it into my account on um, November 6th. Woo! So, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. right? I mean, so, it's yeah. absolutely crazy. And, and it's just, here's the momentum, right? Here's the momentum right. that you've got. You, you see that once you get, I don't care if you get a deal for $50 or $50,000. Once you make money from this business, you understand that it's not, it's not belief anymore. It's not believing that you could do this. It's a fact that you can do this, right? You know that you can do this. And if you do it once, you just keep doing it over and over and over again. And you find a ton of opportunities. And then from there, you build up a big bank account and you can build a big company or you can take that cash and buy a bunch of assets or you could do it. I mean, it's right. just, it's an unbelievable business to be in. I know that you know that, but where do you go from here? What does your day look like? Are you still making calls? Are you still like, tell me what today looks like. I am. So today um, I went out and was driving for dollars. So I use Deal Machine. It's absolutely awesome. I was I was one of the ones that was saying, um, okay, maybe you don't spend the $50 a month. I like to be cheap. So, Well, um, if you use the TTP code, it's only $40 a month. So make sure if you're right. listening or watching this, Deal Machine, use TTP when you check out. Absolutely. So that's that's where I start my days. Um, I have a caller. It's my sister who's calling for me. And then 
I call in the afternoon. So she calls the morning, I call in the afternoon. And when we have appointments, I go out to them. But I will say that nobody calls like like you do. So it's true. What he means is nobody's as good as if you were making the calls yourself. So do you pay your sister hourly? I do. Okay. I do. What do you pay her hourly? Yeah. I pay her $15 an hour. Got it. That's that's kind of a standard 15 bucks. I pay my guys with callmotivatedsellers.com 20 bucks an hour. I mean, they're unbelievable. They're just assassins. So you, um, you pay for what you get type of thing, right? You know, a lot of people want to use some cheaper callers in different countries and it just doesn't work out as well as using Americans. So just some advice for anybody out there listening, if this is your first time listening, but TJ, phenomenal. How do, how do people, so you've got, you've got your machine, you're still building, you're still calling, you're still getting these leads. And then it's just getting that consistency to where you're going, going, going. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to do this every month. Oh yeah. No, multiple times a month, man. Come on. Let's build this thing up. We need to get a six figure months. You know what I mean? Like that's real life. So how do people get a hold of you? How do people reach out to you? They're inspired by you or maybe they want to network with you in Charlotte. What's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, Probably best is Instagram is um, at the TJ Cotton. C-O-T-T-O-N is Cotton. That's the, I'm always available there. So that's probably the best. Awesome. Awesome, man. And then is there any meetup groups or anything that you go to that people can see you at or are you still, are you under the radar right now? So um, there aren't any like wholesaler meetups. So I'm actually looking to, to start one. That's something that I'm looking to do. And then you, you've mentioned the super Saturdays a few times. So yes. I'm going to pick your brain and try to uh, set those up as well and and figure out how I can build this thing. Yeah. So let me lay the groundwork for you guys, because I love this. This is what I did early on when I was making calls is I would set up two computers. They both had um, the mojo dialer up. I had the data in there and then I would be making calls on speakerphone and then I would have everybody come in and they'd spend 15 minutes at a time making calls everybody's having fun. Everybody's, you know, enjoying themselves and any of the leads go to me or you, if you set up a super Saturday, but people get to learn how to have conversations with distressed property owners. I'm telling you, it is beautiful. It is fun. It's so exciting. I highly encourage anybody uh, that's thinking about that. Get your friends together. It doesn't matter if they're in the industry or whatever. I don't care if they, they're teachers or are in the military or whatever. Just get them together and, and be proactive together. It's a lot of fun. So, yeah, anything you need, TJ, I got you. That's awesome. Awesome. Give, give some advice to people just starting out. Uh, don't give up. You know, it's hard. It's tough. There's going to be days where people say something that you don't want to hear. Uh, but it just that next no could be, or the next call could be a yes. So just get through all the no's and try to get to a yes or a maybe, and then, and then follow up, make sure you're following up. So that's the best advice that I could give in the beginning and follow somebody, you know, it doesn't matter who it is. Um, follow somebody that's, that's laid out the groundwork from A to Z I think Brent does a pretty good job. So thanks. Um, yeah, I, I would say Brent's a great guy to to get involved with. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you, TJ. Absolutely phenomenal. I mean, really, truly to get a deal in your first 30 days is extremely difficult. You went out there, you're proactive, you you had the instincts to to know how to help and serve this person in your community. 
which I think is just phenomenal. So thanks for being on the podcast, everybody out there. If you are interested in joining the most proactive group in real estate, investing the most proactive program, it is the TTP program. And that stands for talk to people. Go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP, wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. Join the likes of some superstars here that are just doing amazing things in their community. Love to work with you personally. Each and every one of the people that join the CTP program get access to me so that they can text me and ask me a question about certain deals. Uh, It's phenomenal. I love it. I love you. Until next time, guys, I encourage you to talk to people. See ya. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.